Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, welcome back. This is episode 154, and if you didn't catch it from the title, this is a 100% clickbait episode, but it's a topic that we're really passionate about, and it's something I'm super excited to chat about, and this episode was actually inspired by a post from our friend E.C. Sinkowski over at Optimize Me Nutrition. If you don't follow her, you should go check out her page. It's at Optimize Me Nutrition on Instagram. And we're talking about what foods should you avoid, if any. Is it bread? Is it pasta? Uh, White rice? Fried food? Pizza? Wings? Ice cream? What about things like dairy, soy, gluten, sugar? Um, You'll even hear people talk about things like FODMAPs and nightshades, whatever the fuck those are, right? We don't need to be worrying about those, I'll tell you that. People love to demonize certain foods or even entire food groups in promotion of a fad diet or nutrition challenge. And that's truly where this mindset and culture of good food and bad food stems from. Now, don't get me wrong. Some foods are definitely more nutritious than others. But does that mean that we should avoid the less nutritious food options entirely? Let me ask you a question to put this in perspective. When you did an elimination diet or nutrition challenge or restricted a food group in the past, what happened? What was the outcome of that experiment? If I had to guess, I would say that you probably held on just long enough to complete the 30, 60, 90 day challenge. And then you went full on fucking Joey Chestnut on whatever the particular food was that you weren't, quote, allowed to eat. Now, if you don't know who Joey Chestnut is, he wins the Nathan's hot dog eating competition every year. He crushes. It's a disgusting. I think it's like 67, maybe it's even 72 hot dogs and whatever amount of time that they are provided. The point is he is a fucking savage and it is gluttonous, disgusting behavior. And I'm guessing that's what happens when you restrict these entire food groups or eliminate specific foods from your diet. That's my entire point. More often than not, when we are uber restrictive, eventually your willpower breaks or you complete the challenge and then all hell breaks loose. Restriction and elimination are not practical or sustainable strategies. 
in reality, there are no, let me repeat that, no foods to avoid. Rather, there are only foods that we should increase or decrease within our diet. So what really matters in nutrition is that you eat the right number of calories. I'm putting right in air quotes. You can't see me. Which should be distributed into adequate amounts of macronutrients, meaning your protein, your carbs, and your fats. And that you choose primarily real nutrient-dense foods that are conducive to your goal. That's really nutrition in a nutshell. Eat the, quote, right amount of calories. Ensure that those calories are distributed in adequate amounts of protein, carbs, and fat. And choose primarily real nutrient-dense foods that are conducive to your goal. Nowhere in that statement do I mention omitting food groups, restricting carbs, eliminating processed foods, or throwing away all the bananas in your house because of the, quote, sugar. The whole eat this, not that concept is hindering your ability to create real sustainable change around your nutrition and in turn preventing you from achieving your goals. So all that said, what foods should you increase in your diet and what foods should you decrease? Well, we're going to keep this super simple and quick and we're going to run through about four examples of each. So in terms of foods you should increase in your diet, Lean cuts of meat, that includes fish, eggs, any kind of lean protein sources. Cruciferous vegetables, so any and all vegetables are on the table. Eat them all, eat them in copious amounts. Fruit, fruit is not the enemy regardless of what anybody on Instagram or TikTok tries to tell you. If they tell you that fruit is bad, you need to find a new fucking person to follow. Fruit is full of micronutrients. It's a great source of carbohydrates, and it's good for our bodies. So fruit is something that you can definitely increase in your diet. No one ever got fat from eating too many apples, pears, and oranges. And then lastly, high fibrous foods. So think about things like raspberries, avocado, apple, um, incorporating things like flaxseed, chia seed. All of these are high sources of fiber, which is essential to gut health and immune function because immunity stems from our gut. So those are all foods that we should increase. Now, there are obviously more, but I'm trying to keep this practical and keep it as simple as we can. So to review, lean cuts of meat, including seafood and eggs, cruciferous veggies, fruit, and high fibrous foods. We should be increasing all those in your diet. Now, what foods should you decrease in your diet? Well, we've heard these before, but I'm going to go through them. Added sugars. We want to try to limit the amount of added sugars that we're consuming. Process and refined carbohydrates, meaning things like cereals, um, cookies, crackers, all of these things that come in a box that are labeled and prepackaged. Fatty cuts of meat, things like 80-20 beef, pork, um, sausage, bacon, etc., Fat-carb combos. Now, maybe you haven't heard this one before, but when we combine a fat and a carb, so think like cheese and crackers, or ice cream is another great example, it is super, super palatable, meaning it tastes fucking amazing. That's why when you're at a party and there's a fucking charcuterie board there, 
it gets demolished because everyone loves fat carb combo. Our bodies cannot get enough. So everybody shovels that shit into their mouth. So watch out for fat carb combos because they'll just lead you to overeat and overindulge. And then the last one would be fast food. And I'm not putting fast food on here to be cliche or to be too broad. But in general, fast food is prepared in ways that create that cause it to be significantly more calorically dense than what that food's intended to be. Right? We're frying things, we're having pre-processed, pre-packaged things put in uh, the recipes and in the meals. There's a lot of fat, there's a lot of additives, so fast food in general is going to be something we decrease. Now, just to be clear, to reiterate once again, just because we are saying decrease these things in your diet does not mean we are saying to restrict or omit them. You can still indulge in these things. We're just telling you to decrease the amount you're consuming. And oftentimes, you don't even really need to think about that if you truly are increasing the foods that we discussed. If you're increasing the amount of lean protein, veggies, fruit, and high-fibrous foods you're eating, they will get to a point where you aren't, quote, as hungry or crave some of those more palatable, palatable foods that we're telling you to decrease. It's really weird how that happens, right? If I eat more of the good stuff, I don't crave the bad stuff as much right? because I'm getting more out of that higher quality food. So even though this was a short episode, I hope that you take away this mindset and perspective. It's not about eat this, not that. It's about increasing the higher quality foods and in turn decreasing the less, uh, we'll say the less nutritious options. It's not about restricting or omitting. It's about increasing one and in turn, you will likely have to decrease the other due to the fact that you're not going to have as much, quote, room for that food. So do me a favor. If you learned something or found value in this episode, please share it with someone in your life who needs to hear that message, who is struggling with their nutrition, struggling with weight loss, because this is a game changer if they have been on the roller coaster of fad diets and nutrition challenges. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support, and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear in this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.